Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Amazing people who serve an amazing God. That's all of us. Thank you so much for tuning in. This month, we have been speaking about what it means to live, work, breathe, and sleep in an abnormal reality. I had to get some friends to try to tackle this topic. And we started off with my first friend and brother, Terrence Albritton, who preached a message called One Messed Up Family Tree. And he showed us that you don't have to be perfect, that God can work through all of our imperfections. We had another brother come by the name of the great Joseph Howard that told us that even though we're living in an abnormal reality, God still cares about how we treat each other. So treat each other well. And then we had Carlos Brown, who taught us very succinctly, y'all, he even bought an ax up here, y'all, okay? And he taught us that God is always standing ready and willing and available to help all of his children. Last week, I spoke about how following God can present many challenges, but guess what? It may not be easy, but following God will always be worth it. And today, I want you to just think about this thought, I've fallen and I can't get up. We're going to use one verse for a springboard that'll spring us right into exploring this topic of I'm fallen and I can't get up. And it comes from Acts chapter 20, verse 9. The text in verse 9 says, And there was a young man named Eutychus sitting on the windowsill, sinking into a deep sleep. And as Paul kept on talking, Eutychus was overcome by sleep and fell down from the third floor and was picked up dead. For our time together, again, I tell you, I want you to explore, walk, and just think with me about this. I've fallen and I can't get up. Let's pray. God in heaven, open up our hearts and ears. Help us to hear from you. It's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. If you hit the rewind button and think for a moment, about Stephen Q. Urkel. <laughs> Stephen Q. Urkel was from the show Family Matters, and he's a character on that show that many of us know and love. This awesome, nerdy, exciting guy is famous for phrases such as, did I do that? <laughs> we love Stephen Q. Urkel, but more famously, that phrase can't touch this one. This is what we all know him for, and it's him saying, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> See, when Stephen Q. Urkel has his infectious laugh, we're okay. When he displays his witty humor, we're well. But yet, when he uttered, I've fallen and I can't get up, we knew that this was a cue that Stephen Q. Urkel was in some trouble. This was a cue that Stephen Q. Urkel had a problem that lied outside of his hands and his jurisdiction. This was a signal that symbolized we need to help or Stephen Q. Urkel needed help and he needed it right now. Well, this cry for help that Stephen Q. Urkel would actually utter is a cry for help that we find echoed similarly in Acts chapter 20. 
verses 7 through 12. You see some backdrop of what's happening before my good brother falls out of a window is that Paul is on his third missionary journey. He's been spreading the good news, telling everybody who is anybody who is even nobody about Jesus. He has been telling them that Jesus has died. He has risen. Jesus is the man and you need to know he has a master plan. He has traveled all over the place. He's been in Miletus. He's been in Ephesus. He's been in Macedonia. He's been in Greece. And now he finds himself in the territory of Troas. Paul constantly needed help, however, just like Stephen Q. Urkel along his many journeys. Paul needed help for God to open doors that he could not open. Paul needed help to literally have food to eat at night. Paul needed the help that God would give him opportunity that he may be able to encounter people who would be open and willing and able to accept Jesus into their hearts. Paul needed the provision of God. He needed God to literally help him along the way that he would not encounter danger, whether he saw it or not. But I want you to notice with me that Paul's not the only one in our narrative today that needed help. But yet it's a young man by the name of Eutychus who we don't know the exact age of, but many scholars suggest that he happens to be around a teenager. And this brother here actually fell and could not get up out of a three-story window. Friends, I want you to pay attention today because if you've ever fallen asleep in class, this text is for you. If you've ever unintentionally fell asleep in a very important business meeting, then this text is for you. Check this. Even if you fell asleep on the Falcons or the Braves because they were losing, this text right here is for you. And yes, I threw a little shade. Throw it back at me because I'm a Cowboys fan. And so, friends, if you've ever fell asleep unintentionally, then I want you to travel with me through this text as we find out today that God is always ready, willing, and able to help us even when we feel like we can't get up. And so friends, as we begin today, travel with me right here in Acts. And we're going to see in Acts chapter 20, beginning at verse 7 and 9, the reason for this midnight fall. This text begins saying, on the very first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul began talking to them, intending to leave the next day, and he prolonged his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were gathered together, and there was a young man named Eutychus sitting on the windowsill, sinking into a deep sleep. And as Paul kept on talking, Eutychus was overcome by sleep and fell down from the third floor and was picked up dead. Friends, whether you understand it or not, my brother Paul loved Jesus like a fat kid loves cake. He loved Jesus, wanted everybody to know about Jesus. And so he's talking to these believers at Troas. He's so passionate. He's so enamored by what Jesus does that he literally talks all the way until midnight, y'all. He is more long-winded than your great-great-grandfather. He's more long-winded than that professor that you want to stop talking in the middle of class. This brother is talking. He's telling them all about his different explorations in Greece, his different explorations in Macedonia, his different explorations in Ephesus. And he's probably telling them the day-to-day -day activities. I imagine if this brother had kept talking all the way to midnight, he had to tell them what he ate, where he slept, all of that. And he's going in detail, not leaving out any 
many details because he knows he's leaving the next day. And he knows that when he leaves, he's saying, I don't want them to not be able to understand how great God is moving because the gospel at this time is spreading like wildfire. It's going here, it's going there, it's going everywhere. New believers and new converts are literally being birthed and he speaks all the way till midnight. These believers have been listening so long that they had to light some lamps. And the text tells us that all the lamps were lit. So that signifies that the reason lamps are ever lit is because darkness is ever present. And so this house church at Troas is sitting here intently li listening to Brother Paul and his day-to-day -day activities. But there specifically is a brother by the name of Eutychus. Eutychus, whose name actually means fortunate. We're going to see that Eutychus is very, very, I mean, very fortunate. He's listening to long-winded Paul, <laughs> this young teenager whom, whose name actually means fortunate. We will find that that is the exact correct adjective to describe this teenager. We notice Paul being long-winded, but we notice in the text that Eutychus is full of youthfulness. What do I mean? This is what I mean. I don't know about you, but sometimes when people are speaking, I go off to Cancun or the vacation that I wish I was on instead of listening to them. That's not a good habit, but isn't it true that we all do it? You see, Eutychus, in his youthfulness, went to Cancun and everywhere else. He literally believed that he could get the summary of what Paul was talking about later on after a while. He says, this brother's so long-winded, he's saying the same thing over and over. I'm not going to pay attention. He goofed off a bit, drifted off a bit, and literally he fell asleep. <laughs> and just like that. He falls three stories. Now, I want you all, maybe if you are a seasoned saint, you may say, well, that may serve him right because he wasn't paying attention. If you are an educator, you may say, hey, that does serve him right because Paul was saying some truthful words. But maybe for a minute, you don't think that way. Let me push a bit and tell you and get you to submit and suggest for a minute that Eutychus, this brother who fell three stories, is actually us. We actually have more in common with this youthful brother who fell three stories than we do with Paul, who is proclaiming Jesus. What do I mean? I'm glad you virtually asked. You see, we too have drifted from the instructions of God sometimes, right? We too have put off tomorrow what should be done today, right? We have neglected to love others and believing that we had so much more time we have decided not to listen, believing that we could catch the summary later. We, one time or another, have been tricked into believing that time would wait on us. Friends, if this time in quarantine or time where we could not all be together has not taught us anything, it's taught us that we need to maximize today <laughs> because tomorrow is never promised. Friends, we meet Eutychus in this narrative. Eutychus becomes our best friend because sometimes we are absent-minded and we must understand that God is moving all around us. Eutychus is us, but this text right here teaches us us that moments do matter and we must maximize those moments. That means every second, every minute, every hour, every month, every year is a gift from God. We need to stop acting as if these moments don't matter. 
That means that if by chance you're able to spend some time with a loved one with your mask on, hey, do it. Listen to the elder wisdom that's in the house. Go see that friend that maybe you've been thinking about God put on your mind. Because it could believe, it could be that if you goof off for just one minute, you may never see that person, that family member or that friend again. If we're not attuned to what God is actually doing, we can easily fall to a place that is not in the hands of God, but actually to the detriment of us. Friends, we see the reason for this midnight fall. My brother Eutychus was caught up in his youthfulness for a moment and he fell three stories. But I want you to see what happens in verses 10 through 12, because after this tragic fall, we see that God comforts even after the fall. Listen to what it says at verse 10. It says, but Paul went down and fell upon him. And after embracing him, he said, do not be troubled for Eutychus is still alive. When Paul had gone back up and had broken the bread and eaten, he talked with them all the way until daybreak and then left. Then they took away the boy alive and they were all greatly comforted. Friends, Eutychus has fallen. He can't get up. The sleep was so good that my brother Eutychus, he was so fully committed to it that he wasn't even paying attention to what Paul was saying and finds himself falling out of a window. I'm sure the people at this time are shocked. I'm sure they're scared. I'm sure they're surreptitiously asking what Paul is going to happen now. With quiet fears and evident tears, these believers want to see what Paul's going to do. Not because they are just believing just Paul has to do something. They don't really know what to do. And so Paul is led by God to rush to the site of where this brother Eutychus is. The text says Eutychus is dead. So when we hear that word dead, we think over. We think that's it. We think no life. But yet Paul falls down and the text says he embraces Eutychus. He obviously does more than check Eutychus's pulse because for him to check the pulse of Eutychus, he never had to embrace Eutychus. And I have to believe that there was more to this embrace than a simple hug. I have to believe that in this embrace, there may and probably more than likely was a prayer that was uttered to God on Eutychus's behalf. I can believe and picture if I use my homiletical imagination that Paul goes down on him, embraces him and says, Lord, be with Eutychus. He has to say, God, please help Eutychus. He has to say, God, please come to his rescue. But Paul presses against Eutychus. He shows great concern for Eutychus and his well-being. And through his concern, the text says Eutychus is alive and well. Friends, this text is designed to teach us something just right there because it's more than just a simple hug and a simple prayer, but it shows us that something happens when we actually show concern for each other. It shows us that something happens when we actually care instead of become apathetic to each other's issues. You see, in this text, this isn't the first time that concern was shown because in 1 Kings chapter 
17, verse 21, we see concern. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 34, we see concern was showed. People embraced each other and prayed. And guess what? God comforted them. But look at what happens in this text. I just can't leave it alone because Paul rushes to this dead brother, this brother who did not listen to him. He could have been all up in his feelings. He could have held a grudge and said, you know what? Uh, I don't care anything about Eutychus. He could have turned his back on Eutychus, but instead he rushes to his side, comes outside of his preference, stops talking and praise to God on the behalf of this youthful brother named Eutychus. Oh, friends, what would our world look like if we would come outside of our pods and simple communities and extend kindness and hope and care and concern to other people who need it? Paul showed Eutychus love even though Eutychus fell asleep on his message. Can you show concern for people who may not like you? Can you this week show concern for people who may not want to wear a mask like you may want to wear a mask? Can you show concern for people who are outside of your preference and your comfort and your community just because they are a part of God's creation? Can you put aside every difference, every bit of anger, every bit of your preference just to do like what Paul did in this story? Friends, after this embrace, Paul tells the people, don't worry yourself. Eutychus is alive. Paul goes up, he breaks bread with them and he leaves, but the people in this text, because Eutychus is a part of their community, is greatly comforted. Eutychus had fallen. He could not get up, but he got up not by Paul's power, not by Paul's might, but by the spirit of God, Eutychus was healed. When Paul went down showing concern for his brother in Christ, Eutychus, God worked when he showed concern. Could it be that right now, if we began to show concern for each other, our world could be transformed for the better? Friends, our world's real interesting right now, but that doesn't mean that we have a license to hate. Our world is really fighting right now, but that does not mean that we shouldn't care about those who may be falling and can't get up. Friends, I've always been fascinated by water because when you hold your hand under a faucet and you couple both of them, it always is just amazing to me to watch how much water your hands can hold. But eventually, when you're hands are filled with water and they can't hold anymore, that water goes, overflows from your hand to the ground or the sink. This simple action shows us that there are some life situations that are going to be totally outside of our scope, totally outside of our hands. There are gonna be some things that we encounter that we just don't know how to do or what to how to deal with them. 
Eutychus, for him, it was falling three stories. He couldn't get up. For Stephen Q. Urkel, it was for him. He fell. He couldn't get up. For us right now, it's when does this virus end? When is the appropriate time to get back together? If we are together, how do we keep each other safe? Is it a Delta variant or is it another variant? We're wondering all of this, not knowing what to do. You want to know why? Because it's out, it's out of our jurisdiction, but it's also in God's jurisdiction. See, what we don't know, God does. What we can't do, God does. But we need to be like Paul in this text. Maybe if we stop getting in God's business and handle our business, God can be God and heal our land. Maybe if we just say, hey, I'm going to show concern for creation. God can do what we can't do. You want to know why? Because God is able to pick us up when we fall <laughs> and he's able to heal us even when we hurt. God is able to lift us past our despair. God is even able to soothe our aching heart. God is able to carry us to victory even after we've seen defeat. There's nothing too hard for God because God is a lifter. Friends, we have fallen in so many ways and we fall deeply every day. But one thing I love about God is that when we trust God, we don't ever hit the ground. God always comes in right in the nick of time to save us. You want to know why? Because he created us and he loves us. And so, friends, if by chance you say, well, you say God is a lifter. He ain't never lifted me. I want you to know that's a lie. Because God has lifted us even 2,000 plus years ago when we fell in sin. We were wallowing in sin. We had no way to get out of sin. And yet he sent Jesus and love lifted us. What Stephen Q. Urkel says on family matters, what actually happened to Eutychus actually happened to us. But love lifted us. This week, would you do yourself this favor? Extend your hands, your heart, and your actions to somebody else outside of your preference. Love somebody. Show concern for somebody because people are falling all around us and they need our help, not our hurt. Let's pray. God in heaven, help us to alleviate the pain of this world, not add to it. Thank you so much for Paul being there for Eutychus. Help us that we may lift others up instead of put others down. In Christ's name, amen. My brother and my sister, you may have been just like Eutychus, or you may be there right now where you fall and you feel paralyzed by what has happened to you, maybe even what you've done. I want you to know that there is nothing that you have done that will stop God from ever loving you. God loves us in spite of us. And if by chance you don't know that, I hope you take my word for it right now. But beyond my word, 2000 plus years ago, there was one man's action who came to earth to die for the sins of all of humanity, even yours. And if by chance you don't know this Jesus, but want to know this Jesus, I want you to pray or repeat a simple prayer after me. Would you do it? Let's go. I accept that I need Christ. I believe that Christ died for me 
I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, please tell us about it. But if by chance, even in life right now, you feel like, man, I have just fallen and I don't feel like I'm able ever to get up, I want you to let us know about it because you can get back up again. Email us your prayer request or email us that you have just prayed that prayer of salvation at altogether at spdl.org. But as we prepare to end our virtual time together, I know life is hard right now. I know there are many questions and I want to pray for your questions. And so right now we're going to end our time together in prayer today. No more invitations, no more asking, just asking that God would move and heal our land. May we pray. Gracious God, our world needs you. Everybody watching this and even those who are not watching this need you. We come right now in many ways feeling like Eutychus. Feeling as if we've just fallen and we don't know which way to go and what to do. God, heal our world. God, heal the relationships that have been harmed due to the different issues in society. Help us, God, to be made more in the image of you instead of sparring partners who fight all the time. Help us, God, that even though we feel like we're falling, help us to keep our faith. God, we pray for those who have been impacted by COVID-19, by this harmful variant. May you be with the families. May you be with the individuals who have been harmed. We pray, Lord God, you'll heal our land, heal our hearts, and help us, God to be able to be together again. In the name of Christ, we do pray. Amen. Have a great week. Give your heart, give your hands to somebody because our takeaway is this. God always lifts us beyond our failure. And have a good one. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.